Welcome back to We Are Live. We're at the Midcoast Studio, live in St. Louis, Missouri. We're in Grand Center. We're joined by the great Sam Lyons in studio. Comedian, just did yours, mine, and ours at Heavy Anchor last night. How are you, Sam? I'm good. How are you? I'm stasherific. I'm so sick of that mustache. I thought that was going to be gone. Yeah, he showed up to karaoke last night after uh, Southtown. And I, and I, I don't was, think you have room to talk, Sam. Uh, fuck you. Oh, wow. <laughs> there it is. Good morning, everybody. A dude with short shorts. and it, They had to be a rugby team, like, legitimately. Oh, yeah, they were they weird. Walked, it was weird. Like, yeah, these four weird. dudes. They started dancing. Three of them taller than me. Definitely, like, jacked. Like, they big dudes in short shorts came up. And said something about Sam's mustache on stage. Did they? No, they didn't. You didn't hear them. I d- but I stood <laughs> up for you. I go, his stash is fine. And the guy was like, no, yours is good, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't somebody ask if they could touch your hair, too? Well, uh, not last night specifically, but oh. in general, yeah, that happened. It happened. Uh, I thought that happened last night when you were do- right before you started singing. <laughs> no, a couple weeks ago, I um, got up to do a song in my Kaepernick jersey, and... Uh, <laughs> This, uh, uh this, yikes. this Joe Dirt, like, like <laughs> in every sense of the word, from his, just staring at me from his table, are you going to take a knee, Kaepernick? I was like, no, oh. dude, they didn't have the anthem in the yeah. catalog. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You had, a, you had a queued up. Here they right, didn't yeah. have I Write Sin. <laughs> <you> have, yeah. <laughs> Not going to lie. I, do, I don't miss that at all. <laughs> you don't miss that about the That's one thing about Midwest? St. Louis I do not miss. <laughs> uh, Tommy's here. Yeah, Travis is in God New York. God bless the USA or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be good. He's like, you know what? You're yeah, a good one, be. huh? I bet you are. Yeah, like you couldn't date my daughter, but you could like take her to prom if her boyfriend was at basic training. That would be all right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be all right. Sam spent some time in the South. We'll let him uh, take that That's path if he chooses. brilliant. Why uh, <laughs> am I alive? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you're just tuning in, hit share, you jerks. Thank you for uh, doing that as well. And uh, I haven't said it today, but I want to say uh, thanks to our stream queen, the producer, Chris Gardner, for all the work he's putting in. Uh, we do have some breaking news. I teased that earlier. Uh, I tweeted something out to, uh, uh, we'll just say, a soon-to-be friend of the show. Uh, he's been my Twitter friend for years. But we got a quick response, and I thought it was worth noting. Gardner, do we have the tweets so I tweeted this out. I said, Dag, do you like my new stash to uh, the, uh, the white whale of We Are Live? David Allen Greer's never appeared, but he does communicate with me through Twitter for the last decade. Uh, Three-second response. Travis, you haven't seen the tweet? I have not. Prediction. What does he say? Um, man, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I forget that you communicate with David Allen Greer. Isn't that the weirdest thing? It is flex. because he is <laughs> always responds for, for a decade legend. And I don't like, I haven't met an individual in comedy that doesn't speak the high praises of David Allen Greer. So I don't know. What did he say? Yeah. <laughs> well, now do we, do we think he's going to be for it against it? How's he going to go? Oh, he's I very against it. Very yeah. against it. I do want to say, have we not, have we checked his Twitter and made sure he doesn't just reply to everybody that tags him and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, Prediction, uh, he justifies that mustache as a need for reparations. Oh, okay. Ooh. Good. That's good fair. Work. That's fair. Okay, I like All that. All right, so we'll throw uh, it to the Twitter. Do better, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, is the great David Allen Greer. He um, he took a role this season on the hit show <laughs> Queen Sugar on OWN Network, of course, produced and created by the great Ava DuVernay. And he looks amazing in that series. A uh, little little drama action for the old dag. 
Yeah, and he's uh, he's a very skilled individual, and uh, he's smart to tweet me back. I get it, man. No, it's him. With, he's got a giant beard. If you're listening at home, and he's told me to to do better. So you, you just said that you do like, need to do better. His career is gonna do better by tweeting it. Oh, you. it is. It is. It has yeah. too. He's had an a, a, a rise. The wall bump also goes to Twitter. Well, so. wasn't there some controversy uh, a year or so back when Travis, you did your 28 greatest. Uh, black comedians of all time, and, mm-hmm. and uh, David Allen Greer wasn't on there, and you took heat from from within your community. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! And I accepted that heat, and mm-hmm. I I screwed up. I Except acknowledge that I screwed that up. I appreciate um, that. Um, I, I think I was I was thinking as far as uh, David Allen Greer is just a comedic performer, yeah. and so I was trying to use it within the context of stand up. Um, but if you are uh, He's again one of those individuals that's so incredibly talented. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand why he isn't in everyone's show. He's a like versatile. He can be on Brooklyn he can literally do anything. He can be on Dear White People. He can be like he's just such a brilliant talent. I he's think David Allen Greer should be in everything. So I did yeah. screw that up. I, that was my he, fault, and I and I should have had him in my top twenty-eight. Have you guys? Have you? Has anybody seen his stand-up live? Mm-mm. I, have. I haven't seen recent stand-up of his in years. Yeah. I had the last no live, I, mean, I, I think he did something on Comedy Central a few years ago that I I remember seeing, and it was it was classic David Allen Greer. I saw him at a club in Kansas City, and that was the night whenever I went alone, and I was sat with a uh, I was one of three white people in the crowd, and I was sat with a very mm-hmm. lovely black couple on a very nice date. And I apologized 70 times for taking up three-fourths of the very tiny table that we were uh, given to sit at. <laughs> One night of the night I, I went sa- alone. I sat, uh, sat kind of like this, and I've never laughed so hard. He's still top three I've seen live. And uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it was, and he sat, it was he, without being hokey, you're talking about talent. He, was, he has a bit where he sings to somebody in the crowd. You're just like, am I at a Broadway show? Which mm-hmm. he's literally done Broadway, but it's uh, he's... Top three I've ever seen, and I've seen who who everybody. for you guys. Who what do you remember the comedian and the bit? And you don't have to go through the actual bit, but do you remember the topic of the bit of a comedian that just made you go? And I guess for Sam and Tommy, that convinced you that yeah, I have to do stand up or this is what I want to do. Do you guys recall you- that particular moment or the bit of the comedian? Well, uh, let's be. Do you mean live or? something we listen to live You've because seen i have television, but is there a particular bit from a comedian that you went and you go that's brilliant i want to do something like that uh recorded was john mulaney's salt and pepper diner god damn it's so good and then about <laughs> and then the last time nate bargazzi was in oh town oh my god he's got this joke he goes uh he's talking about starbucks and he, he asked for uh whipped cream on something they go they can't put whipped cream in it because i guess that's illegal and it was it was just so funny. I was like, oh, I gotta get to that level. Mm-hmm. That's so good. If you and he's and if it, you've not seen it's paying, it's paying off oh, in, in the new series he got. Mm-hmm. He's doing theaters now instead of club. It's <laughs> that he is. It, was, he's another there's level. There's a there's on both of his albums. There's a simil- There's a same joke, and the title that he does on his second album from the first one is called "I Know This Is From uh, Have You Ever Been Yelled At by a Clown," which is his first album. I hope that Nate. Because I, I see the success he's having, especially with... Remember you know, when we had just, him in? Yes. Yeah. I hope that he uses that hockey story I told him in some way. If he, That can be... Because uh, he he was laughing hard at that story, which basically was at a Blues game, and people were making fun of a 
goaltender, yes. Chris Mason. Tell the story. And, and they were just, they were juvenile, sophomoric jokes. Like, Mason, you got no dick. Yeah, you got this one. and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that whatever. Bet you're going to heal. <laughs> I this got is, you. This is this when is the Blues, blues so were good. terrible. And so you could sit wherever you want. So we all gathered behind that. It was empty. And then my friend decides to join in and just goes, it's Chris Mason, the goaltender. Hey, Mason, you got nothing below the Mason-Dixon line. And no one laughed. <laughs> and then off in the distance, with an echo, you hear, too smart. <laughs> I am, it's my, the Blues just won the Stanley Cup. I watched that happen. That's still my favorite moment at a hockey game ever. Someone yelled at a Blues game. A Blueser yelled. Too smart. <laughs> and Nate liked that story. I hope I hope that gets oh, in somehow. Good, it was. I, I apologize Heckled because heckler. because he had so much fun on that show. It allowed me to have a couple cocktails with him. Uh-huh. It, it got washed away <laughs> for sure. <laughs> ah, it, it for sure. What? Yeah. It was. Uh, uh, yeah. What was it for you, Sam? I'm I'm curious to hear from Sam as so far as I've got two. What, who was really, the comedian and what was the bit? So it's two. Hannibal Burris. Uh, mm. When I go to parties. Uh, I don't like to do. He said I don't, I don't like to party. He talks about talking about cocaine. He says people say like I want to smoke weed, but they do coke. They say I want to party. I'm like no nah, man, I don't party like that. When I party, I stand in the corner at the party and I'm texting on my phone. I'm like yo, this party is whack. And I lean when I text because when I lean when I text, my words come out in italics. <laughs> 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 That's how we decide like the, the, the delivery I want to strive for. And then uh, Tommy John again. Mm, mm-hmm. I want to say it's. Might be on stand up one, Jeez. or it could be on. It's, he talks about, uh, he says, I didn't know I liked a finger up my ass until a woman put her finger on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, What is going on here? Oh my god, that's oh, I like that. And then he talks about how now he showers thoroughly. He says, Now my showers are 45 minutes. <laughs> Because you got to clean it like you're selling it. Like, <laughs> and that was the moment I was like, okay, you can be honest on stage. Like, you yeah. can just be fully honest and then just let people know that you like a finger up the ass. <laughs> Good stuff. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, but there's Pete Holmes was also a really big one for me uh, just because he's Pete Holmes and uh, he's happy. Pete Holmes, not so much his stand up, but his like talk show. I remember yeah. when he went to the BT Awards. Uh, and he's on the red carpet interviewing Schoolboy Q and Rick Ross. And Rick Ross is That's there. a thing. It's Rick Ross in a velour Gucci tracksuit, no shirt, just the jacket and the pants. <laughs> Jacket's open. You can see all of Rick Ross. And uh, they're talking about how much they both love the movie Up. Mm. And Pete asks if he can come watch it in Rick Ross's home theater. And they can both just watch it with their shirts off. And Rick Ross just turns around and walks away. <laughs> 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 I, uh, I I I I know Chris hates him, so that's why I'm going to share this one. But I, I think Aziz Ansari's. Mm. I don't hate him. Story. I just thought he wasn't that funny. And then he was just—I was never mad at his success. I said he was a great character on a TV show. His stand-up was incredibly boring and not very good. At the uh, at the level, right I could not. Oh, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Jay Z, it was dumb to me. Whatever, but I never. Loves Rogan. This, this uh, is coming from the guy with I, that mustache. I, I, well, that's true. <laughs> First of all, I've never stood up for Joe Rogan's stand up, and I uh, I enjoy some guests he has on his podcast. And your obsession with hating Joe Rogan is getting really weird at this point because Miss Pat's about to come it's in here and weird. speak and speak uh, okay speak praise on him for anything I bring up. So. I listen to Joe Rogan and I'm on Travis's side. That's 
That's how much Travis is right. I would No, that's a bad thing if you agree with people. Mm. Yes. I don't know. I don't. I think Sorry, Travis. I, I cut you off. Aziz. Was there an Aziz bit? No, I like. Yeah, Aziz did a. They did it. One of everybody's. One of his more famous bits is the one he does when he meets Kanye and he goes to Kanye's house. Yes. And Kanye is <laughs> listening to his own oh, music. I forgot about I think that. That is. I Yo, think that's brilliant. Dope, I think that, <laughs> that the whole setup. I think that I think it was like a good eight, ten minute bit. That's a long. And bit, the yeah. entire <laughs> setup is just brilliant, especially where he places it uh, throughout his show, because it's just incredibly random. And it and it worked perfectly because he was, I think this was around the early start of Parks and Rec going yeah, up, mm-hmm. so he was becoming famous. So that's what made it and, uh, funnier. Yeah. But um, no, Joe Rogan's horrible. <laughs> and I really don't, I don't, I, I just, and I think it's just a poor reflection upon the show when you mention how entertaining he is because okay. he's not. Go off. That's dude. all. Go on. I also like Mike No, Pervigula. and it's not that, it's just, I just. Go ju- off, go I, off. I, I, Mike I, I think, I think if you gave the same means and resources to a comedian <sighs> you're going to speak with in less than an hour, like Miss Pat. You gave those same resources that Joe Rogan has and gave it to someone like Sitting in front of a camera in 2009? I I mean, what do you want? The same resources he puts her on. All he's done is is bring her up. Like, come on. I have to ask Travis one question here, just real quick. Uh Because I I liked how you presented this this topic. (laughs) But I love it because he doesn't know anything either. The people we have in uh, studio to discuss it. Great answer, Tommy. Great answer, Sam. I told a nice little story as well. Did you just present this and play the long game here just to start an argument with all of us? Just because, just so you can get <laughs> yeah, to this but, point? Because we were having a good conversation, and then Travis. it just sounds like you just want to be a bastard about it and start yeah. arguing. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I, lo- I was like, this is going to be nice. This no, I know nice. how much Chris loves Rogan. Yo, no, in your head, you've like developed it. a character of who I am that loves Joe Rogan and has Joe Rogan from UFC 1 so you know, tattooed on his heart. And I'm Travis. buying into it. Does He's playing checkers. I'm playing chess. The, the villain against Uncle again. Mm. Uh, the villain against Detective Charlie loves Joe Rogan, and that's what I'm hearing. That's what I heard. That's the rumor. The whispers going. What do you Does I, the character uh, version of Chris also have this mustache? Yeah, I think that. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. Be- uh, life is imitating art at this point. Yeah. Uh, Travis, you do have to give Joe Rogan this. He's definitely going to do the better one-on-one with Miss Pat. <laughs> that oh, was good. That's funny. That yeah. was good. Mm-hmm. That was good. Is that a reference to the but, Kyle yeah. Pratt show one-on-one? No, I'm just saying I Denman's not a good one-on-one oh, okay. interviewer. Oh, okay. It was a slight <laughs> against him. Sorry. Nothing hurts my heart more. Just wants to come and step on your joke, Tommy. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> That's what you normally do. Yep. <laughs> I hate everyone's shirts, by the way, in the studio. I just realized what I was watching. <laughs> I, hate them. I hate you all. You have I, no idea. Tommy, Tommy what, kind of, what kind of material is that? <laughs> what, I don't know. What kind is this? Uh, Tommy? Uh, uh, good time. Sawdust. Yeah. This is, it's way too big on me. Tommy, I'm It's like you, a robe. I'm going to ask you a question. It's like a kimono. Does that, no, it's, you lie. Does that shirt have optional shoulder pads? Come on. It does. So what oh, does that tell no. you about that shirt? What does it tell you about that shirt? That it's a women's shirt. It is a women's okay. shirt. Okay. All right. But we have gone over this before. She looks like she'd be a good time. <laughs> uh, well, we've gone over this she before. She'd probably eat ass, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We've gone over Old this before. I don't mind. Go on. I don't mind wearing women's shirts. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, like, what's, what's your hang-up on it? 
This is 50 years of pride. So you're going to come in here and yeah. criticize oh, wow. a man wearing whatever shirt yeah. he feels yeah. comfortable By the in? Way, I'm actually kind of criticizing a shoulder pad optional shirt more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I uh, own this shirt because I went through a phase in my life. I told Gardner this before the show where you I wanted... no other clothes. No, well, that too. Uh, where I wanted to dress like Hunter S. Thompson all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is how I got this shirt. Yeah. I went to Goodwill and just started buying yeah, stuff like you that. You can't be Hunter S. Tump. You can't do drugs the way he did. Trev, I also <laughs> get all of our shirts now, it, it, too. Like yeah. I, I, <laughs> that, you just turned me around. What 21-year-old goes, I want to dress like Hunter S. Thompson? <laughs> no, he was like 18. He's 21 No, I was 17. He was 17. That sentence right there is why I, you're forever single. I want to dress like Hunter S. Thompson. You're never What's getting Regina that? ever again, my friend. What is wrong with that? What's wrong with Regina. that? What was it? I was Who 17 when I made this decision. I had a girlfriend at the time. Okay. She was semi-supportive of it. <laughs> and it. And it all worked out. Supportive adjacent. <laughs> not completely, she obviously. She, was, she just was like, not when we're in public together. Mm. That, was, that was the so agreement. That's where it started. You can wear Star Wars shirts when we're together. That's mm. that's it. Okay. So keep those. Nothing says true love like a dress code, honestly. <laughs> Travis, what's the worst T-shirt you wore that you can remember from high school? I have one implanted in my head that I'm horrified by. Um, it wasn't in high school. It's even worse. I had, Two weeks ago, <laughs> walking hard. Um, so you remember, so in early part of college, uh, the, the D's nuts joke yep, were absolutely. huge, of course. And so, uh, to make a long story short, I forgot I had a court date, uh, and I needed mm. to go to court before they issued a bench warrant. So I'm rushing to the courthouse, and I arrived to the courthouse, and I tried to get a continuance so they would not issue the bench mm. warrant. And the lady in administration goes, well, it doesn't work that way. You're going to have to go in front of the judge right now. Um, to avoid the bench warrant, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot I had on my shirt that had a giant squirrel on the mm-hmm. middle Mm-mm. that said, you want these nuts. <laughs> and so I had to go in front of a judge <laughs> in a courtroom with a T-shirt <laughs> that <laughs> says, you want these nuts. Oh my God. That, like, that how was do we... probably the worst t-shirt moment of my entire life. How do we follow that? That's the worst thing. That's no. the, that is the worst outcome of a t-shirt story. Because judges love that. I, they want that moment to go, no, well, son, let me tell you, I was going to let you out, but... Shit. <laughs> but the funny thing about, and this is just, this is Missouri in a nutshell. The funny That's thing nice. is, that judge was would later go on to become... Uh, House of Representative uh, in Jeff City, and I ended up working alongside him when I was in Jefferson City. Mm. So it was just like completely full circle where I'm just like, oh God, you're the judge I had to sit in front of with the D's nut shirt, and now we're talking about funding schools in St. Louis. Did you get the continuance? I did. Okay. That's a great outcome. That's a great shirt. You still have that shirt? It all worked. You still have that shirt? Yeah, I was like, man, I don't want to wear D's nuts in jail. <laughs> All right. So I'm glad I Yeah, that would end a little. You got a bad one. You guys Somebody are a little take younger than that. Somebody take you up on that. I, Tommy already gave his. I, well, he, you're, you're proud of that moment. Wait, what? Hold on. What? What's, your, what's your dumb shirt you wore? Oh, man. That you're embarrassed of? It sounds I don't like have, you've embraced all of I have a long line of bad 
ideas. Well, think of I, one after Sam's. I, uh, oh, uh, hold on. I bought and paid for, with my own money, a George Bush party tank that I've worn to every music festival for the past four years. I'm sorry, Trav. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's black. It's, got, it's like just the white shape of his face with a red and white tie. And you know what? It kills at every festival. I get so, I've gotten so many free beers. <laughs> so, many, so many illicit substances have been offered to me. Refused, of course, uh, but offered to me because I was wearing this shirt. It, it, I go to a two-day festival. I start with the bush tank, and the next day I wear the dashiki. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going on. I'm a Sam. Please let me know the next music festival you're going to so I can tag along. Please. I got you, man. I got you. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, Tommy, you have a quick one? Uh, I did my Hunter S. Thompson phase. I had a Johnny Depp phase. I had a phase where I would only wear suits. Uh, that, was, that was junior You should have kept that one. That's junior year of high school. His first six months doing stand-up, he only wore suits. That's true. That's also true. Did you say uh, you should have kept that. You can't go to, you can't go to deep bar open mics and wear a suit. No, you can't. And I would wear the suits with like, I would wear, and they wouldn't be just like white dress shirts. They'd be like patterned shirts with the black overcoat. But my coat was too big. Uh, yeah. That's the problem with, that was the problem with it was the coat was a little too big. So it didn't look right. You would you show up pads? in regular clothes. You'd sign up for the mic and oh then you'd God. go change. That's true. That's also true. I'm <laughs> you are always so I, true to form. I'll be, I'll be very quick because I we need to get to the casting call. But I honestly think Tommy, you should strongly reconsider the suit thing, because my good friend <clears throat> you may have heard of him, Jerry Seinfeld oh, was saying to my other go. good friend, <clears throat> you may have heard of him, Cedric the Entertainer, uh, that he thought the he thought comedians should go back to the classic suit look. He said, I do he agree with said that. Along the lines, why am I paying to go see someone look just like me? DC Curry strongly recommends it. Than you. Here's, here's what? DC Curry, like he's not a dick. Yeah, though, DC he Curry strongly is, recommends it. Oh, absolutely. I honestly think comedians should dress up more. Here's my one thing with that is uh, right now I'm not a headliner or a feature. I'm a host. And so I don't want to show up to a club that I'm working a weekend at and dress nicer than the person. It's like wearing a wedding dress to a wedding. People yeah. will remember you. Yes. I don't want to be. I don't want to dress better than the headliner. Well, they can ask you to take the jacket off. That's true. So that's that's always no, been. They a, can't. You can't. So like they absolutely can and will. <laughs> so like when I hosted for Ben Lee. So you're gonna be the guy that takes a guy off the stage because he wore a suit jacket? Uh, they'll they drop your. They'll business. cut your. They'll cut yeah. your. Fi- they'll just say you're just not on the show. That, they'll do they that. do that crap all the uh, time. It's that. it's it's ridiculous. Travis. But when I opened for Ben Glebe, though, he wore suits, so I got to wear suits. So oh, sorry okay. about it. If you want to wear a suit, that's fine. I don't like. I'll, I'll do it in any mic. Own it. Own it. I'm paying. Yeah, yeah. But I think people are paying to come see you do your thing on stage. If your thing isn't wearing a suit, you shouldn't have to then incorporate it into who you are. I, because if you're not a suit person off stage, trying to come on on stage, and I love. But suits. I kind I of am. Clear, I love suits, and that's yeah. If you if you are a suit person, then rock your suits. But this whole whatever Jerry's talking about. Yeah, we. I hey man, don't disrespect but my I also, friend. All right, Lord Seinfeld. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Of, Lord of, Seinfeld. Protector of the Thank realm. I, but Seinfeld. I also. I also think that uh, stand-up shows, especially in clubs, they are performances and they are like live theater, and that can be. We need to go back to that. 
type of theater. Uh, no, I think it's. I, I'm with you on the performances, but the same like music. The is pageantry. A All of it, it is art. It's artistry, and so whatever that artist feels their form comes out, and that's what they should be wearing. Uh, my fair. t-shirt. I had a uh, oh. a well-hung drywall t-shirt that a guy offered me a hundred dollars for at a party, and I was like, Nah, man. This is a pretty cool shirt. I'm good. They Did sell you them up really? in St. Louis. You could swear to God. I, I got and, so and, and, and at so 17 would have I I a gust of wind would come and I would take my shirt off. So I don't know what was in me that night that didn't allow Power me to walk. Just, uh, yeah, you to walk around. The hell out of I him. did. Yeah, and he was one of those 27 year olds that would come to high school parties too. He's like, well, I hang, oh, I, oh, I hang, oh. I hang drywall for a living. I so was he was like, a pedophile, big, is yeah. what he was. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hang drywall for a living. <laughs> yeah. He, that was his reasoning. He's like, I'll give you a hundred dollars because I need that shirt because I hang drywall. And I'm like, yeah, well, I, I got it for another reason, dude. That's the same so guy that stupid. told me to take a knee at karaoke. He showed back up. It's full circle. Speaking of full circle, we've got St. Louis counseling. Services as a sponsor. They do a podcast here. It's out every week. Mental Health Matters. Download it wherever you get your podcast. St. Louis Counseling, Improving Lives in the St. Louis area since 1955. Be sure to drop them a line. It's very easy to find them online. stlouiscounseling.org. You can listen to the podcast there, but you can also look into their services. Businesses, schools, uh, any income, any type of person, they're here for you. That's right. Call them today if you're looking for counseling services for yourself friends, or business. Guys, we've got recasting call to do. That's why Sam's here. It's not because we like him. It's not because we appreciate him. Good. He comes in for this one segment, and it's the bane of my existence. I'll be at Apotheosis Comics tomorrow at 8 o'clock because I know Demon doesn't like me plugging my shows. Oh, yeah. I hate that. You're going to come here. <laughs> yeah. The, yes. Oh, good fist yeah. bump, Tommy. Yeah, that yeah. was. Good job. Apotheosis <laughs> Comics. I initiated night. it. Yep. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, come do Tower Grove Pride and then hang out with us for some comedy. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Great show as well. I've had a lot of fun uh, attending Tom's show over there. Uh, recasting call. Gardner, what do we have on deck? Today, we are recasting The Office. Never heard of it. Whoa! And uh, we're going to pull from two shows. What are those shows? The Sopranos (gasps) and The Wire. We are recasting The Office with The Sopranos and The Wire. This is a tough one. Have Mm. at it, boys! Mm, mm, I I was telling uh, Dylan before we got in here, this was like probably the most difficult one we've done because Mm. The Office already has so many uniquely complex characters and Sopranos and The Wire both also have that. Yeah. So you, it's not really a matter of who identifies most with who. It's just like who like who you like. like I just had to look at The Wire and The Office and Sopranos and say, oh, which one of these people would work at Dunder Mifflin? And kind of work from there. <laughs> All right. How do you want um, to start? Travis. Let's start. Should we start with the, the top of the cast and work our way down or work yeah. from the bottom part start of the cast the and work our way up? Start, start with the, the top. top. So we're going straight up just with Steve Carell? Yeah. Yep. Who you got? <laughs> um, you, you have to go, man, Steve Carell. And you, your your options are from Sopranos and from the Wire. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I need a second on this one. I didn't know we were gonna go the Corral out the gate, so I'm gonna give one to Sam. I'm gonna All right. Uh, Sam. I'm so Michael Scott is. Uh, he's 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 kind of just an ass. He stumbled into this position of power as regional manager at Dunder Mifflin. Earned his way through a great sales record. You sure. mean? Sure. Yeah. Okay. He earned his way through a great sales record, but then he became <laughs> manager. He kind of just threw that out the window. How about that? <laughs> he's just like, all right, I'm here. 
fuck it. And now he's just doing whatever. He should have been fired so many times, but somehow he's always hanging on by the seat of the pants. Kind of like uh, a great member of the Baltimore City Police Department, the Honorable Detective <gasps> James Jimmy McNulty. <laughs> <laughs> definitely like, just that. constantly just sh- rubs his nose, bites his thumb at the face of authority. Could give a fuck. That's that's a, a great, great one, Dominic West. That's Dominic a good call. West, Dominic West is a brilliant actor. That's a good one. Travis, how do you feel? I think I'm gonna go with that. That makes so, too much sense. Dominic West is uh, man. His McNulty character is just an ass, arrogant, uh, completely inappropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is indeed Michael Scott. And anytime he's he a grittier Baltimore version of Michael Scott. Anytime so, he yes, gets like yelled at or scolded, that's a perfect character. What did I? What did I do? I don't. What's going on? Why <laughs> I, we were friends and now we're not friends? What's the problem? Well, you just pissed the whip my son. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why all right, so that moves. All right, ahead, anybody Travis. else have anything different? No, sound, that's a great, that's a great one. To start. All right, then let's move on to, of course, uh, Dwight Schrute. Uh huh. And now Dwight we can go Schrute. Wire or Sopranos, correct? Correct. Yeah. Dwight's actually my choice for uh, for Tony Soprano. <laughs> I'm putting him in. He, you know, Rain Wilson deserves the lead. Finally, we need to put him in there. Dwight, he, he kept it held in, but he's the only one who's ever killed anything on The Office. He's got that no. trigger ability. Hmm? Toby is the Scranton Strangler. Creed has also probably <laughs> killed someone. <laughs> We're getting off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll come in next using, week. We'll talk about that. Using non-fan fiction as a fact within the series. <laughs> Creed, no. Creed said that he's, he killed somebody and stole their identity. That's how he became Creed Bratton. Um... Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm we'll sorry. We stepped all over. No, 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 no. It's, no. Good. it's, it's totally good. good. No, but Dwight's got places to bury all these people. Uh, he can make his way through uh, running a crime family. And we saw that in the end, he's a logistics man. The office runs most efficiently. And yes, it is a gang of uh, thugs and misfits on the, uh, on the uh, Sopranos. But uh, at the end of the day, it's a business. Okay. And Dwight's going to be there. And he's going to care the most about the crime syndicate. Right. Over everything, which is what you have to do. Tony doesn't give a fuck about the syndicate. He's, he's looking out for but number one. But I like where you're yeah, at. I like, yeah. I so like a more efficient boss. version I got of you. Tony. As the boss, I got you. For Dwight, I got Christopher Moltisanti. <laughs> Interesting. The great Michael Imperioli. Uh, mainly because he's so into the gang life and he's trying so hard to always prove to Tony that he belongs and that he can carry a family. Like it's just like Dwight. Dwight's always trying to prove to Michael that he is capable and he's a cool guy. That's what Moltisanti would do for like eight seasons. Damn, that's... It's actually meta because uh, Moltisanti's, uh, is his, what he sensei? Uh, sensei, when he sensei finally gets at his the black end. belt. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he is. I forgot that quick. Sensei quickly. Ira. In sensei the Ira. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's interesting. I like that. I went, I like both. Of them. I went Bobby Bacalieri, mm. uh, also from the Sopranos. I like that. Uh, cause they both, they both kind of put on this, like this macho tough guy exterior, but inside they're both just kind of bumbling doofuses, <laughs> not, not detracting all the I things like you guys that. said about Dwight works. as being sure. strategic yeah, and yeah. a good business sense, but at, he is just a big goof at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah, Absolutely. Would would Moe's follow Dwight into the family? Ooh. 
Moses would be the yes. Moses would kill people. <laughs> he would be the guy who buries them. And not, I know not nothing the, about these shows. Moses, but Moses would murder somebody. Moses bubbles. <laughs> let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Perfect. Quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know who y'all yeah, had as bubbles, but you were right wrong because it's Moses. <laughs> Next up, Trey. All right, so let's get let's move to um, the great Jim Halper, played by John Krasinski, who's from the cast of The Wire, The Sopranos, is taking on Jim Halper. I mean, mm. This is a little bit tough. This is hard. This is really hard. Hmm. You need someone who's a smartass. You need someone who's still relatively charming. Uh, the the quote unquote good guy of the series. Oh, you know what? I th- I think he could play bad, and I mean, I think you throw him as Omar on the wire. I why not? You want him to do that, and then the twist of the uh, the sexuality and everything that could be uh that could be he'd be an interesting one. Okay, I'll take that. I was saying if you go Sopranos, mm. Artie Bucco. Mm. Tony's friend, high school friend, neighbor, restaurateur. Absolutely. Uh, kind of just like dances around on the outskirts. He's always got something smart or clever to say. Right. Finding himself in over his head with bigger players. I Very got- true. Yeah. Yeah. Had the, uh, the restaurant rocking and, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. You know everybody's going to going to catch heat at some point. And I could series. see Dwight burning down Jim's restaurant to, yes. keep, to ah. keep things moving. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I that makes sense. None of these references. <laughs> I'm going to go no. with a friend of the show, uh, Chad Coleman, who ah. played Cuddy in The Wire. Cuddy. Uh, Cuddy was an individual that was very respected, especially in the streets, but he'd no longer want to be a part of the street life in the same fashion towards the end of The Office. Uh, uh, Jim no longer wanted to do paper things, and he wanted to move on with his life and start a new career. So I'm gonna go with Cuddy from the uh, from the wire. Damn, that's one of my favorite moments in television. Is still when uh, they try to give Cuddy like the it's like a like a nine millimeter for his first hit after getting out of prison. He's like, no, nah, man, I need a revolver. Nine, nine will jam on you real quick. And you're just so fucking smooth. You're, like, you're 50 years old, dude. You've been in prison for 20 years. Like, nah, man, give me my six shooter. I love it. That's and my, so my favorite Cuddy moment is when he's uh, trying to come up with a business proposal for the boxing gym. <laughs> and he knows he's going to have to go to a major drug dealer to ask for money. And he, I think, forgot, I think he asked for, he asked for 10 grand. And the drug dealer laughs in his face and goes, man, give this Negro 20. That's all you need. <laughs> Just slaps 20 grand into his hand. Fantastic. <laughs> Travis, what do we got next? All right. We need one for uh, St. Louis's own Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam Beasley. Hmm. This was also tough. I mean, I think you got to go Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Um if we're going by the ages of the characters, she could actually play a daughter, technically. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't Meadow. know. Are you going Meadow, Soprano? Yeah, I think so. I let her let her kind of go wild with that one. I don't know. What do you I'm, guys think? I'm going uh, Adrian LaServa, mm-hmm. also of uh, The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got. She's like. She's in this kind of not menial, but the, 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 the receptionist role, the hostess role at the restaurant, kind of the same. But they both have these like ideas of grander things, but it, it's it's a while before either of them really makes any effort towards it. Mm-hmm. Like Pam with the artistry, Adrian with wanting to not be like mob that. boss's girlfriend, I guess. Well, no, I guess Adrian did just no, be like mob that. wife, but yeah. <laughs> no, nope, makes sense. I, I went with Jamie Lynn Sigler mainly because um, 
she she's a little she's a little bratty, a little naive mm-hmm. in the beginning, uh, a little bit annoying, but over time she becomes the more oh, I understand why you have all these issues. It's because you are in an environment that absolutely yep. is abnormal and irrational. Nature so she, if if you were to talk about character arcs, uh, oddly mirrors that of Pam Be- Beasley. Okay, I like that. All right, well, that's, that's acceptable. Got a few more and we'll get to fair or foul. Guys, get the fair or fouls in. Wall at weareliveradio.com. Topic today, mustaches. We've got a $50 gift. No, your mustache. Okay, my mustache. <laughs> and uh, we've got a $50 uh, gift pack to give away for winners. Wall at weareliveradio.com. All right, let's step it up a little bit. Let's go with Andy Bernard, played by, of course, the great Ed Helms. Best go character ahead, on the show. Uh, I'm going uh, back to Baltimore. You're on crack. <laughs> Speaking of Baltimore. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the war on drugs failed. Uh, no, good. for Andy Bernard, uh, I'm taking Prisbaluski. Prisbo, anybody? Yes. yes. There we go. I was, just, I was waiting for Travis. Sorry. Just the, the largest dork that there's ever been. Has, really has like nothing to contribute. Also, should have been fired like eighty. Like like Andy straight up is like I'm a terrible salesman, but I still had this job. And Perez Baluski straight up knocked a kid's eye out in the <laughs> second episode. Spoiler alert. Uh, bad news. Also, can we real quick talk about how in season four when he becomes a teacher in the wire? Not one of those kids is like, hey, didn't you knock Kevin's eye out four years ago? Like, how did he not get shanked his first day at that school? That's a good question. That's a fair question. The picture they painted of Baltimore over four seasons, and that doesn't happen. Hmm. I'll say uh, I've got Andy going to uh, the Sopranos as uh, Christopher Maltesanti. I mean, that's... uh, that seems to work. Kind of <laughs> bumbling, has a lot of uh, internal struggle, wants to always be more than what he'll ever be, and uh, has some issues with the ladies. I think it works. We've all got different Multisanti. You know, I don't like how you guys are describing Andy. <laughs> Do you feel like you relate to him? One of the reasons I like him so much is because I relate to him so much. So Work on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, had, yeah, I had Andy being played by Herc from The Wire. Ooh, okay, um, all right. Because, yeah, he has no business doing what he does, and yet he walks around with the confidence of someone who absolutely believes they belong. Like, you don't belong. Not, why are you staring into to. Tommy's eyes as you say this? Like, this is, <laughs> Tommy, this is why are you crying? Yeah, <laughs> this isn't even fun Still anymore. Still from Toy Story. This Tommy is decided to hitch his wagon to... Andy Bernard, the eighth best character on the show, but okay. Ooh. Number one character. Ooh, wow. Number one. This is getting intense. Let's oh, go man. with Angela. Angela Kinsey, of course, played by Angela Martin. Mm, Sam, who you got? Uh, Johnny Sacrimony. Okay. He's kind of like just like very no nonsense in this gang of buffoons, really, and just all all about the end goal and the business and the job. And what do you fuck? What do you guys just fucking stand around and just slap your dicks all day when you don't <laughs> see what's going on around you? Like that. <laughs> that that's a that's a Angel quote. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Johnny Sack. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Glad you made that clear. That's I'm going with uh, Olivia Soprano, uh, Tony's mom. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Playing old. She okay. was a. Bitch. <laughs> she tried to Stone cold. Is that they the had most to, Angela twice, thing ever? Twice she tried to. Twice she tried to. I, I know it's probably been talked about, but was it planned to kill her? Like, it was 
it was a grinding halt when she would be on the screen, and they I think they killed her because people couldn't stand her on the screen. No, they killed her because the actress died. Evil. Oh, that was she what was, it was? No, okay. season three was supposed to be her actually going state's witness oh, and testifying against okay. Tony. And she, the actress and did pass she, away. That, that's why her last scene where she's like just sitting on the chair with the blanket covered, it's very bad. Yeah. Like it, it, it's like it's like post-edited CGI, whatever the word is. So what they did with Paul... Walker. It's been a long when he drove mm. into heaven. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually drove we, into heaven. We probably won't get to all the characters, but let's get to the. the let's the do one more and then fair foul. We got to do Creed. We got to do Creed. Brad, who is Creed from those shows? Uh, Creed. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna. <laughs> what's uh? Son of a gun. I can't think. Of, he looks like the. Oh, uh, he's gonna be Junior. Yes, He'll be Junior Soprano. Yes. Why not? He's uh, he used to be a, a stone cold killer. Still, will pull some wacky stuff, but there's also dementia creeping in. So I think Creed is uh, is Junior Soprano. I like that. I just want to just drop this because we all had different Moltisanti answers. Yeah. Uh, I had Ryan Howard as Chris Moltisanti. Ooh, okay. yeah, that's good too. Uh, and then I had Phil like Janice Soprano. I like that one. Okay. I like I'm going. That one. Uh, Creed is played by Creed is played by Bubbles. There's no doubt that Creed is Bubbles to me. Oh, okay. Andre Rojo, a great actor. But yeah, uh, because the reason being, because you have to sit back and ask, how the hell have you survived all of this? And so that's the first thing you ask when you see Bubbles. That's the first thing you ask when you see Creed. Like, how did you make it through all the seasons? But he did. All right. All right. Lightning, real quick. Quick answers. Robert California. Uh, Idris Elba. Uh, that is Polly. Uh, Polly. Polly. Yes, Robert California yeah. is Polly. Polly. Okay. Why not? Charles Minor. Stringer Bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. It's true to form. It's canon. Yeah. yeah. Good. I thought you might uh, switch it up with Charles Minor. Mm-hmm. We had. I'm gonna say Ellie Kemper is. Uh, we'll do Ellie Kemper as uh, Christopher Malsanti's uh, uh, Adriana. Who's Kevin? Uh, Herc. Okay. There Herc it is. is Kevin. I'm, That's I'm, been recasting. And Holly is BD Russell. There I, it is. I have a. I got a quick question. As what is the wire? What well, kind you, of you the are, question? You are Pete Holmes. That's kind of the you question. Are Pete Holmes. Uh, who's, somebody, the, who's the other wire character that also appeared on The Office? That was uh, BD Russell, Holly. I. Okay. Uh, oh my bad. Yeah. My fault. I, I haven't seen The Sopranos or. Uh, uh, the wire. It shows. <laughs> Which one should I start with? Sopranos. 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 All right. The oh wire. wow! I My thought m- I thought Travis and Sam would team together and say the wire, dumbass, and then I would Man, have to. The do wire's the thing. like real gritty though. I think yeah. if you haven't seen, either, I like gritty. Sopranos is a good like. Sopranos starts in. as like a goofy, weird, like kind of family comedy. drama yeah. about. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bottom, strange bottom. with the machine bottom, guns. Bottom. It's just it, it was just a farce a little bit. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. I want dark. to look hard enough, dark. but I feel like there's a I feel like there's a cast member that's been on all three of these shows. Let me Google. I don't think there is, but I feel like there should be. Um, has Idris Elba been in Sopranos? Because no. Omar was in Sopranos. Oh really? Yes. Yeah, no. That's who. Uh, Wait, Omar was in Sopranos? To... Yeah, that's who Jackie Jr. hides out with. Oh, okay. Uh, after the robbery. Hmm. Well, there you go, guys. That's yeah, been recasting call. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll take a quick second to uh, thank Tech Electronics, our friend Tommy Bannister of Circa Properties. He is your realtor in St. Louis. You can use Circa Properties. They were just uh, awarded a very very high honor. You can check out and learn all about that on Circa Properties Facebook page. But if you're looking for a home to buy or sell in the St. Louis area, hit up Tommy Bannister today. 
He's been here in St. Louis for a very long time, can help you out with all your St. Louis home buying or selling needs. If you want to do some fair or foul, Travis, we'll do old school. We'll give a $50 prize pack away. We've got my mustache as the topic. Hit it, Trav. It is time for the people's fair or foul. At this defining moment, change has come to America. People often ask me, what's fair or foul? Is it a segment? Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can say, Fair or Foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for Fair. We give it back to you, the people. Or Foul. A shout out to Chris Denman. Uh, You got the article you've been waiting for currently in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Winning the Stanley Cup proves to be boon for blues and St. Louis businesses. Mm-hmm. Sam, that looks like a Pulp Fiction logo, right? Yes. Okay, cool. They told me I was crazy yesterday. I did not. I mean, no, it doesn't look anything like it. Uh, I told you I did not uh, take inspiration. But it does look like it. Okay, that's not, but that's not what I said. <laughs> you just straight up lied. Beat his ass, Garth. Oh my God, the yeah, things you care ass. about. <laughs> Don't try and see if I buy you food at a food truck again. Oh. I bought you a pizza buffet. Oh, no, no, no. We are not doing personal finances on the air. Oh, my God. I'm poor. My cash tag is Wu-Tang Sammy if anybody wants to send me money. (laughs) I'd give you a Dr. Pepper. Oh, Oh, no. It's gotten out of hand. Guys, stick around after Fair Foul. I'm actually annoyed. We're going to go one-on-one with myself and Miss Pat, and you guys can tune in for that. She's absolutely delightful, and she's here at Healing Comedy Club. All weekend long. We have uh, several to get to, and uh, that'll happen when you uh, rock out a $50 prize pack like we're giving away. Topic was mustaches or my mustache. Here we go. <clears throat> you are rocking the porn stash, Chris. All we need is the 70s music, and you could give John Holmes a run for his money. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. SW. Mustaches. Fair. Mustache rides are awesome. Flavor savers. Keep upper lip warm. Debonair, camaraderie with other stash men, aviator sunglasses and a mustache make the man. Chris looks like the creepy guy driving a van that says free candy and has no windows. And then there's a Yankee candle that has Ron Jeremy's mustache as the uh, fragrance as well. I believe that's from Lisa. That makes sense. That was kind of all over the place. I I, I could tell. We'll take it. A Yankee candle at home. Hmm? Fair, if I can ride them. Foul, if they're asking if I want candy. It's from Kankle. Mm-hmm. Mm. Candy thing's an easy thing to go to. I think you you more likely want to be an ice cream man. Mm, yeah, with a little hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. Chris can now buy cigs and beers for the kids he wants to impress by the QT. <laughs> I mean, he could do that before, but the mustache makes it seem less sad. You look like somebody who would hire Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yep. To catch my son. Doing that now? Oh, man, damn. On, he just Tommy. lost his lady. Hmm. Yeah, he needs the money. Come on. Who was that from? Tom Brown. Okay. From uh, next one. Fair. Evidence, Your Honor. Number one, Burt Reynolds. Number two, Tom Selleck. Number three, B. Arthur. That's from TT. (laughs) (laughs) Binka. That's good. Uh, This one from (laughs) Jamie Moyers. Fancy foyer. Misdirection. Love Chris's stash. If it were a tech company, it would be called... Incel inside. 
That's good. Jamie Moyer. Fancy Foyer. You're not wrong. Uh, that'll do it for Fear of Foul Submissions. Who's getting a $50 gift pack? Gardner, start him off with the voting. I just realized you look like Ben Stiller and uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> and well, now your back's going to be hurting because <laughs> you just yeah. scored landscaping <laughs> <Yeah>. duty. <laughs> um, He's got the blue shirt on, too, I feel like. I'm going with uh, Fancy Foyer. Fancy Foyer gets a vote. Uh, Sam. Uh, well, you look like Zach Galifianakis' brother in Live at the Purple Onion. Uh, and I'm going to go with Tom Brown. Tom Brown. I'm going with TT's pink eye uh, with the Burt Reynolds reference. Tommy. You look like every guy who hit on my mom at a bars. Uh, Tom Brown. <laughs> Tom Brown with the vote. Travis Terrell, who you got? I'm going with Jamie Moyer, Fancy Foyer. Tom Brown and Jamie Moyer's Fancy Foyer have tied. Oh. We can do a tiebreaker next time, or we can just split the prize. Gardner, you're uh, the arbiter. Let's do tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Who do you got? I got uh, I got Tom Brown. You okay. got uh, Fancy Foyer. Okay. Right. One time. One time. On, on three. One, two, one, two, two three, three, go. Shoot. Okay. One, right. two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. Who was I? Oh, that's Tom, Tom Brown. Hey. Tom Brown, everybody. Tom I? Brown wins a $50 gift pack. Who was Congratulations. I? Congratulations. Thank you. To By the way, do kaboom. Look just like Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Guys, we're going to take a break. We're still going to be on here. Catch Sam tomorrow, tomorrow night at Apotheosis Comics. Follow Travis on his Twitter that he loves when people request, at Black to the Future. And uh, big thanks to everybody for uh, tuning in. Be sure you're subscribed and reviewed on iTunes for us. Stick around. I'm going to do a one-on-one -on -one with Miss Pat, who's at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Goodbye, everybody. Peace.